Hello and welcome to Lockdown Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast with me, Peter Pratt. And don't forget to follow me, guys, of course, on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Do not forget that underscore. And welcome to the Monday episode. Hope everyone had a great weekend. The Marlins dropped the series to the Brewers, but nothing but positivity here. And so it is time, finally time for Alex Carver, fish and fish on the farm to hop on. We are at that time of the season when the injuries are starting to hit. And that means we're going to start seeing some prospects, some studs. We need to know what is happening, who's available. So, here's our man, Alex Carver. How are we doing? Hey, Pete. Thanks for having me back. Uh, I know we were going to talk um, a couple of weeks ago, and we were going to talk about Max Meyer. Of course, we're still talking about Max Meyer. We need yeah. to talk about him today. But uh, your son got sick, so I hope he's feeling better. Um, definitely a pleasure to be on the show with you. Thanks for having me. 100%. Yeah, thanks for... You're right. Last time we spoke, uh, my son wasn't well, so we had to abort that one pretty much uh, at the intro stage. So he's he's feeling good. Um, it is it is Monday, and there's been some breaking news. We're recording this, you know, uh, well, into the evening in the UK, but, <clears throat> what, 3.30 p.m. Eastern uh, for you guys listening over there in, in the Florida area. And there's some breaking news. Dan the Man Castano has been recalled. Lewin Diaz optioned back to AAA. So Lewin was, uh, was called up. Uh, across the weekend, I guess, as, as cover to, to Garrett Cooper. Had to get in his car, drive, I think, overnight. I don't know. It was all sorts of shenanigans. He turned up at the ballpark, had four cups of coffee, um, didn't even get, I don't, I don't think, a plate appearance or anything or an at-bat. So, poor old Lewin's optioned. Alex, I saw your tweet earlier. Uh, you said you were confused of this situation. What's what's going through your mind with this one, with Lewin in particular? Let's start there. Yeah, man, you said it. Um, he, got, he gets called up yesterday. Right. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, well, maybe Garrett Cooper's injury is a little bit more serious than we think. Turns out it's not. Um, they get, like you said, they get this guy in his car from Jacksonville. He drives six hours from Jacksonville all the way to Miami. Of course, you know, didn't play yesterday, probably because he's exhausted. I think the quote was that he had was just on coffee and he hadn't slept. So I kind of understood it. And then again, I hear that, you know, the news on Cooper is that he should just be back in a couple of days. And I'm like, Okay, so why is Lewin Diaz here? And it turns out that he is no longer here. He is going back to AAA. So this will not be two days that he does not play because, of course, the minors are off today. And he's in the middle of a very good hitting streak, getting hot in AAA. I don't understand it. Um, They're treating a top 10 organizational prospect like he's a depth player when they have many depth players that they could go to instead of Lewin Diaz. So... It's it's a puzzler, man. And when I saw that today, I'm like, man, I, I can't really blame any fans to look at that and say that that there's some real issues with the how they're constructing this roster and who they're going to at which moments. Um, honestly, it's it's not good right now. And that, uh, multiple other things, too. But this is kind of cherry on top. Right. So not good. I feel bad for Lewin. He doesn't deserve this kind of treatment. He needs to be playing every day, whether that's at the majors or the minors. It doesn't matter. Uh, is he ready at, to contribute full-time at the majors? Honestly, yes, but he can't right now because he's blocked because they didn't trade one of the first basemen in the offseason. So, you know, you go back and forth, and it's like all together, inactivity, and now they're treating this guy completely improperly, and I'm very concerned. Absolutely. I think that's the main thing. You've hit the nail there on this one. Lewin's a stud. Has the potential to be. Has all the tools that Marlin should be considering him you know very closely and carefully in terms of the the, the development path you know listen, we flipped the script in max meyer he's being like 
he's got the full cotton cotton wool treatment. Like they're they're scared to use him at the major league level, and lo and behold, they just drop Lewin in there. Hey, get in your car. Very strange, considering there's other depth opportunities out there that they could have used. Because listen, if if something happened to Aggie yesterday, it sounded like Coop was kind of okay anyway. Worst case scenario is Mickey Roflix over to first base like he has done this year. Do you know what I mean? Like there's there's guys to do that. If you if you were worried, do something else. If you want just a pure Brent bench dude, go that way. Why Lewin? It's a, it was a total head scratcher to me when I saw the move. I thought, mm, okay, Coop must be going down. Maybe IL stint or something. Then okay, Coop's fine. Total head scratcher on Lewin Diaz for sure. Let's talk on the flip side though, buddy. Dan Castano is getting the call up now. Um, what can you tell us of Dan thus far in AAA? Because listen, with Dan Castano, let's go back to the 2020 year, shortened COVID season. Dan Castano was a big part of that 2020 run, had a lot of decent starts and a lot of double headers, did well in, in parts. 2021, not so much. What's he been doing in 2022? And why is he getting the call? What's going to be the knock-on effect here? It's clearly linked to Jesus Lazaro being, uh, you know, on, on the 15 day. So what, what were we expecting from Castano? Yeah, honestly, I hate to say this about my buddy Dan, but um, hasn't been good um, in AAA this year. Um, his ERA is like over six. Um, he's had three outings. He's pitched like 11 innings. He's giving up uh, a 319 batting average to his opponents. Oh, so it uh, hasn't been good. A lot of plate, not much velo. Um, breakers are okay at best, I would say, for him. So, um, yeah, last year was great. This year, um, the opposite. Um, really, really not good for him, unfortunately. Uh, what is why is he here? Um, with I, I think Poteet starting tonight, right? They need somebody out of the bullpen, so that's probably what you're looking at. Is I don't think he's going to be in the rotation. That's for sure. I think mm -hmm. this is definitely just uh, an arm in the bullpen to try to eat some innings. I think that's why he's here. I think so. Now, and just on this one, I think Sandy goes tonight, but it looks like to me Petit's being lined up tomorrow. Right, right, right. Th and, this uh, series, yeah. Sorry, I said tonight. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So you know, <clears throat> you know, Petit likely going tomorrow. Now he's out of the long man role, which he's been great in actually. Um, and I'm not, I'm not totally against Petit getting some goes in in the rotation at all, particularly against like a Nationals team that you know it shouldn't be hugely dangerous to line up. So. Dan Castano, I think, you know, let's let's kind of go back to spring, though. He performed well in spring, and, and you know, I kind of thought, okay, he's he, he's kind of back on track here. But clearly in, in AAA, it's not been good. I mean, you're giving over a 300 batting average in AAA. That's a bad sign. And uh, <laughs> we'll wait and see what kind of role he plays. Clearly, we're hoping Sandy goes deep tonight. There's no need for Dan Castano. We're hoping Cody Poteet goes deep. No need for Dan Castano. We'll wait and see on that one. Let's flick it into Max Meyer, though, buddy. It's It's been the topic of conversation for, well, we tried to speak about it weeks ago. We're still here in this spot. What's what's your view on this Max Meyer situation? Because it's, again, another head-scratcher for me. Yeah, I'm with everybody else, man. Uh, the guy's ready to contribute at, major, at the Major League level. They have a clear-cut spot for him, and they're not doing it. Um, why are they not doing it? I, I really can't give you a reason. Um, I will say for him that... <laughs> He went out last start and it wasn't good. Um, he had probably one of the worst starts of his career. And I can tell you why. Um, he didn't throw the change up at all. Whereas in his other starts, he was at least make, trying to mix it in a little bit and, you know, mm. at, at least throw it when he's ahead in counts. But then last start, he was okay early in counts, but just could not put guys away and did not have his same wipeout stuff. He was way over the plate, gave up three bombs. Um, wow. You know, that's that's not hard to do at AAA, but it's kind of – 
when you hear that and you hear that mentioned in the same conversation as Max Meyer, you're like, wow, really? Three homers out of nowhere? So something happened there. Um, mm-hmm. It was, I mean, something happened with the way he was approaching those hitters, the way he approached that game was just way different than what he's been doing. So um, I hope, I hope that it was just him maybe trying something else and it didn't work. Uh, that's really what it looked like to me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why he would try something else um, because what he was doing was perfect. <laughs> so uh, that'll be interesting. Um, maybe when he finally comes up, we can get an answer to that. You know, what, what, you know, you were going so well and you now, you know, that start was not good and hopefully he gets back on track. I think he will, but yeah, something was definitely different about his last start, but still, even with that start his ERA is at 2.97. So even, even after giving up, I think six runs, three homers, still a 2.97 ERA walk strikeouts rate is still amazing. He's ready, man. And um, when will he be here? Uh, that's the question on everybody's mind. They did move him up to start tomorrow. AAA had been at a six-man rotation, so this now puts him on five days rest, which, of course, is used at, ma- at the majors. So looking at that, is that maybe an inkling that they're getting him ready to get called up by changing his days of rest? I hope. So mm-hmm. that's what we can keep our fingers crossed on. Feels like it to me. Just I want to talk on these two points, mate, because you make some great points. I remember seeing... Uh, the last news or the a clip out from Craig Mish, our man, of course, who's always trying to keep close to these things, saying uh, he's still working on stuff, Max Meyer. He's still working on stuff. And perhaps he went out on that start. This is the thing. You see the you see the box score. You think, whoa, what's happened to Max Meyer? That doesn't look good. But like you said, it wasn't the same Max Meyer you've seen all year. Next thing is he's blown up. Maybe he didn't need to work on those things. Um, maybe he should just stick to what he does best and just striking dudes out and being a stud. So... Um, I'm not sure. I'm with you, though. This is the other interesting point. As soon as they start messing around with Daisy starting, aligning rest days and whatever, to me, this is no smoke without fire. And I think this is all going to point to Max Meyer making his uh, his Marlins debut, well, effectively at home against the Bravos. <laughs> so that should be really, really juicy. And he's already faced Ronnie Acuna this year. Ronnie, I think, I think he faced him in two games, the way things played out. And there was definitely a few... Real highlight, real moments from Max striking out Ronnie. Uh, I think, it, well, one of them, Ronnie was completely fooled. It was a stunning clip and a stunning pitch from Max. So let's hope that happens. Ronnie's obviously dealing with some some groin issues right now as well. But I think I'm with you, Alex, on this one. I think all things point to Max making his major league uh, for his first ever start on this weekend series, whatever that may be. I guess we do the math. It'll be, what, Saturday? Is that right? Thinking about it? Losing track of days, it could be Friday. Oh dear, I don't even know. But nevertheless, yeah, if, he, if he pitches, if he pitches tomorrow, which is the plan, I guess I'll put him on track for the weekend. Yeah, uh, Sunday probably. Yeah, like, so yeah that's I guess. Five days, right? Yeah, yeah the, so, the, boy, the not, boys not are struggling with maths. What day is it? What <laughs> yeah. year is it? Who even knows? Who knows here? Yeah, but I'm with you, mate. Um, all right. Well, reminder to everyone: this episode is brought to you by Bet Online, and our partners at Bet Online. They continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, so we've covered Max, we've covered Laywin, we've covered Dan the Man Castano. Um... Who else is hot? Who should we? Who else should we be looking at in terms of you know triple A guys, even double A guys? Because there's a few of them. One guy that's really in my mind, he's an outfielder and he has been on fire, I think. But I'll throw it to you. I won't lead the witness. Who else should we be kind of keeping our eyes on for 
uh, for maybe the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, I mean, throw it back to, to what we were talking about before with calling guys up versus not calling guys up. Of course, we want to see Max. Of course, he's a top prospect. Everybody wants to see him. But another thing that's puzzling to me, Pete, is that what like what they did with Lewin, right? Like they have these guys that are depth players they're, and they're performing very well in AAA. Um, I'll mention, I can mention you a couple names, but those are the guys when you have, when you have a guy go down, that's going to, okay, he's going to be out a couple days. Okay. He's on the COVID list for a week. You don't want to disturb the development of your top guys. You only want your top prospects up if they have a clear cut starting role. If they are clear cut starters, like Lewin Diaz, mm-hmm. these guys should not be brought up to fill space. They just should, that should not happen. No. So who do you, who do you go to instead, especially when you have room on the 40 man roster? So don't tell me that, okay, that he needs to be added to the 40 man roster. They could do multiple things to get guys onto the 40 man roster right now. And I, we can go into those, but we don't need to. Um, the main one would be the 60 day Paul Campbell. Anyways, you could DFA a couple of guys too, that are, that are not performing well. Anyways, that I don't even think would get claimed. Anyways, who are they that you go to <laughs> in terms of these guys that you need when you need somebody to come up just to fill some space for a week? Go to these guys that are performing well, that you don't have a lot invested in, but that are performing well. There are maybe older guys. I'll give you a main one as for me, that sticks out. He's a 33-year-old and he killed it in spring training and he's killing it right now. Lorenzo Quintana, he can Mm. play first base. He can even play third base if you need him to. He can kind of catch a little bit, not great at it, but he hits Mm. and he can play multiple positions. So there's one, Charles LeBlanc, rule five, minor league rule five guy absolutely insane right now. He's one of the top hitters in minor league baseball. He's one of the top hitters in the Marlins organization. Give him a shot. And he plays yeah. everywhere on the infield. Why is Eric Gonzalez still here? I don't know. I, w- I was all for having Eric Gonzalez come up and get a shot. He doesn't belong here anymore. He's not hitting. He's barely in games. You could say, oh yeah, he plays the outfield. He hasn't played the outfield yet. I don't think. So why not LeBlanc? Like these are the guys that should be here are the performers. So the Gonzalez was one of them and I was okay with his call up, mm. but he's here. What, what now a week, a week and a half. And it's just not been good. So Go to somebody else, get some new blood, because there's guys that you can add for sure, and there's space to be had on this 40-man roster. But, but no matter what, you cannot, cannot, cannot call up your top prospects to just do nothing. It's horrible. It's a very bad way for the organization to look. It happened last year with the same guys. It's probably a main reason why Jose Devers got injured. That's number one. Mm. It is another reason that Lewin Diaz was hampered for a little while as well, because he did the same thing. And last year, the thing that stands out to me is Kim Ang said herself, I really didn't want to call up Lewin Diaz in this spot. But here you are, and now you're in full power. You have the reins, and you're doing the same thing. So it's very weird. It's very odd. I'm I'm confused and baffled by it. But I guess that really went off on a tangent and didn't really answer your question. So it yeah, did. Um, it did in some ways. <laughs> the main ones are LeBlanc, uh, Quintana. I'm very glad that Gerard Encarnacion got his shot to go up mm-hmm. to um, to uh, to Jacksonville. Um, you know, he's been killing it in Double A. He's also on the 40 man roster. Yep. I was kind of confused that Jose Devers didn't go to AAA and instead went to AA, but that is what it is. I think there's a glaring hole in their infield with Bryson Brigman not performing very well. So yeah, he could have gone there, but yeah, there's, there's, there's tons of guys, man, that, that they could go to that are depthier pieces that aren't these top prospects and give them a shot right now at the majors because they for sure earned it. Absolutely. I, I did want to ask you about uh, Gerard and Canacion because he's been one I've been keeping my eye on. You know, he's on the 40-man. He's running out of options. He was added to the 40-man too soon, but it was at a time when the roster the, or the general depth at the high levels I don't think was quite there. So, hey, protect him. You know, he. I think he may have one option year left. Um, so time is ticking with him. Do, do you think we're going to get a look at him at the major league level this year? I mean, it'll, it'll take an injury, I guess, right? It'll take Soler or... 
or Avi to, to miss some time. But for me, I think there's a decent shot. We see um, we see Herrar, and listen, from what I've seen, the power threat is absolutely legit. Um, what else should we keep our eyes on with uh, with Encarnacion? Yeah, man, hitting 358, um, cranking balls, man. Everything is hit hard. He does not hit anything soft. And the main thing for me with him is the strikeout rate is so down, man. Like up in the high 30s last year, it's like 25 this year. Oh, if, yes. If he's making contact, the ball is going to fly. So he's making a lot more contact than AAA or AA, excuse me. I think he'll do the same thing in AAA. When can you see this guy? Man, that's a that's a great question. Um, unfortunately, there we ha- the Marlins have what they have in the outfield, right? He's probably not going to play much right field with Jorge Soler and Avi Garcia here. Um, you know, so really the spot for him is, is first base or DH. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, I, I, I call him up in, like as soon as possible if he keeps performing um, in, uh, in AAA. And I give him DH. I, I think he's perfect in that spot. He's okay at first base defensively. He has a great arm in the outfield, but his routes are kind of lumber. He kind of lumbers on his routes. First mm-hmm. step isn't the greatest. So I really don't like him in the outfield, but. I really do like the arm and I really do like the bat, especially. So, mm. man, he's kind of blocked, though. Um, again, the first base situation. Um, the best spot for him would be DH, but then you got to bench somebody else, right? You get, that's taking at bats away from other guys that have served in the DH role, like Anderson and guys like that, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, Jesus Sanchez, he's been mostly center field, but he can also, he's also been slotted at DH, I think, a couple times. So, you need a spot in the order. Where do you put him? That, that's the hard thing right now. So, yeah, I think it'll take injury or a trade for him to get called up. But he has one more option here after this. Um, still relatively young. Um, would be a, a name that I would definitely look at if they make a move for major league help to be included in a trade because he's really, it's a really sell high on him right now with the strikeout rate down, the batting average up, homers yep. going all over the place. So it would be a guy to look at for a trade first and foremost, but maybe he can make an impact for the Marlins because he definitely has a power to do so. That's a really good point. Really good point. Talked about it a lot in the offseason, actually, that he's the type of dude that. You could see included in, in some sort of trade package as the options start to tick away. Maybe a more of a rebuilding team could be really interested in him, you know, take a flyer. If all of a sudden he, he can crack it at the major league level, then then great. They've got, you know, a real nice asset there. So I'm with you on on him. Um I wanted you you touched on him. I wanted to ask you about him, what you've been seeing. This is at the major league level, but Jesus Sanchez for me, he's had a real, real I mean, not just for me, just in general, he's had a real tough uh, stretch. What have you been seeing from him and how do you think the Marlins are gonna play with him? Are they just gonna let him ride out the storm here, do you think, with Jesus? That's a great question, man. Um I I am of the still of the opinion, and I was last year, that he doesn't have much left to do in the minors. Um, however, like I said it's been horrible. Like he has not, not been good at all. He's getting that busted up and in when he gets busted up and in, he's just gonna, he's not going to make contact and pitchers now know that they've scouted him yeah. for it and they're killing yeah. him in that quadrant of the strike zone. Um, it's a ton of strikeouts. It's not much hard contact, especially when pitchers are getting thrown there and then pitchers are changing eye levels. He's kind of getting wiped out a little bit. He's swinging at pitches in the other batter's box. So the selectiveness is gone that he was kind of starting to show. Uh, and was actually pretty good at showing in AAA last year and in the majors last year as well for the small time that he was here. Seemed like he was getting used to hitting major league pitching, but now it's gone kind of in the opposite direction, right? Um, I will say for him that the one great thing he has done that I had my questions about entering the year, man, was handling center field. Um, I We know that he did it um, to start his career for the first two years of his career, I think, with the Rays. But that's all the way back when he's like 18 years old and playing in the Dominican. So coming into the year, I'm like, can he still do it? And he answered all of those questions uh, with exclamation. He's been really good out there and not an easy outfield play. We know that. So that's the good thing. The bad thing is 
how much longer can they live with this? Right. So, man, I, I don't think that a trip to AAA would be the worst thing for Jesus Sanchez. Mm. Uh, it sucks to say that, but I think if he keeps going like this, it's coming for sure. Completely with you because I, I, on the glove, you're completely right. We All the question marks we had in, in, in the offseason was what's this outfield going to look like? Who's playing center field? Jesus has, has stood up there. Soler stood up in left field too. And Avi Garcia has been fine. The outfield defensively has actually been okay. Um, but De La Cruz... Every time I see him, he's hitting. Every time. He gives nice at-bats. He's just a nice player. It's one of those where you start to think, actually, do we need to give Jesus Sanchez a blow? Do we just need to let him go and, you know, maybe just unwind a little bit in AAA, um, find his find his groove again? I can certainly see that coming. But I guess... Well, I mean, who knows? Who knows? They may let him ride it out, but my, my gut feel is they will let him ride it out. You think back right to the start of the year... Everything with Jesus Sanchez, it was all down the lines. He was getting you know, so many hits going like right on the line, line scrapers, um, you know, doubles, triples galore. That's just gone, like you said. They're just busting him up and in, and um, he is just swinging, no selection. He is just taking hacks out there. So it looks poor. It looks like his head's gone, which is why you think maybe go and have a little, a little blow, but maybe splitting time with Brian De La Cruz a bit more could be could be interesting. A um, couple of guys yeah. that do. Go on, go on, mate. That's the that's the thing, really quick for me on that. If you send him down, who plays center field? <laughs> you know, like if yeah. you you may maybe okay if you have another center fielder, start true starting center fielder. They don't think De La Cruz is. Um, I think he's better as a bench player as well, even though he's been great. Um, but yeah, they don't want him to start every day. So who else is there? And the answer is, for center fielders in the minors, I don't know. I don't know if there really is one. Um, that's that's the question so they, I, I don't think they may, may not have a choice but to let him just ride out his struggles and and, and make it happen so yeah I th- it could go either way but yeah I, I think you're right I think he'll stick around for a, at least a little while longer but if he's hitting 200 or below or 206 whatever he's hitting right now or below in a couple of weeks I think you got to really start asking that question you really do but it's a nice series against the Nats they've not really been pitching great maybe this kind of series you you keep Jesus up there and, and let him try and you know find his groove so uh, we'll see how, how it goes on that a couple of final minutes and points to get into. Before we do that, reminder, this episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. And it is birthday cake puff season. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that was 150 calories, 16 grams of protein. That is what it is like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. I just received my birthday cake puffs and I have never had anything like this before. Never! They're available right now. We can't promise they will be there tomorrow. Go get them today at Built.com. And if you haven't tried those puffs, what have you been doing? I'll let you in a little secret because, well, that's what friends do. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, you heard that right. Chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Delicious-flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. If you're liking what you're hearing, guys, get yourselves over to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED15, to get 15% off your order. All right, Alex, let's round up here. There is another guy that has been catching my eye for sure. Well, there's a couple of them. Actually, I want to ask you about JJ Bleday. It'd be wrong of me not to ask you because it looks like he is scorching hot right now, uh, which is great to see. Is it for real? What's been your take on JJ Bleday? Yeah, man, um, I know there's been a lot of opinions on this guy. A lot of people that are kind of, of my opinion, a lot of people that are completely opposite opinion for me. But I really saw him start to do it last August. Um, I really, really did. Mm-hmm. Um and he looked great in Arizona. We know that. Um, didn't really put a ton of stock into it because of how offensive friendly that league was. 
Uh, not that there wasn't good pitching out there, but man, the ball was just flying and I maybe got, I guess, in that a thin air, I guess, <laughs> I guess I should, or a thick air, I guess I should say, right? So yeah, maybe in the heat there in Arizona. So, I mean, maybe that's probably a lot of the reason, maybe different baseballs being used, probably different baseballs being used, I will say. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I didn't really put a ton of stock into it, but man, um, he came back this year and of course, everybody realized how much he bolted up. And I was, I was talking about this with Eli of Fish Stripes. I'm like, I was talking about it with him like a couple of weeks ago because JJ was starting to go the other direction. And now, of course, he's back in the right direction. But was that really the best thing for him to bulk up like that? At, because you got to adjust again, right? You got to adjust the size. Yeah. You already made a positive adjustment, but now you got to adjust again. So I was like, man, is this the best thing? Of course, it looks great. Mm-hmm. Of course, when you think about size, you think more power. That's awesome. But it looks like he's made that adjustment, man. It re- really does. Um, looks like he's comfortable with the body. The swing looks pretty smooth. It was looking a little stiff for a while. I mentioned this on Eli's show as well. It yeah. looks better now. He's swinging at good pitches. He always has swung at good pitches. That's never been his problem. And the defense is pretty good. Um, you know, they, they have tried him in center field. I don't think that's his full-time spot. He can kind of fake it. Um, and you've made this comp before to our old friend, Michael Conforto. I mm-hmm. think it's definitely a good one. It looks like it. Good average, power, 20-plus homer power, and can play all three outfield spots. Probably better in the corners, but can fake it in center field. So it looks great, man. Um, I, I would say that um, there's a lot more pull right now to him than there is going oppo. So um, that's one thing that's kind of stood out to me. I do want to see him go opposite field a little bit more, especially over the fence power. Um, he can hit it out there, but they're normally kind of lazy flies or even singles. Weaker contact is what I mean to say. Yeah. So to see him get some balls out oppo, that would be great. But that's a nitpick because he's been awesome. So yeah, um, a lot of his stuff to me as well that stands out is he's hitting a lot early in counts attacking a lot of first pitches many of his home runs have come on the first three pitches of an at bat so i think he's getting a little more aggressive um as well whereas before he was a little bit more timid wanting to take pitches wanting to get his perfect pitch he's attacking pitchers man and that's a great sign from him not being afraid to swing and miss and not swinging and missing too often especially not at bad pitches so i like this guy man he's filling out he's doing the right things um i think he's going to be fine um i think he maybe 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 uh, late season call up mm. a couple more questions to answer like i said but i really like what i'm seeing right now yeah for sure definitely a few the problem he's got as well apart from the development path too it's he's looking a little bit blocked too this is the problem right you've, you've signed these yeah, you know exactly. long-term dudes vets in yep. there so you know and, and talking about aggressive on the first pitch he must have been hanging around with avi garcia i guess you know avi loves a first <laughs> first strike hack or a first ball hack yeah. so jj makes know. a lot more contact right now though anyways <laughs> But you make a great point that that they're, all these guys are blocked. We talk about all these positions that are blocked because of moves they made in the offseason, things that they've done in the past, and you're blocking prospects. At some point, and that day is coming very soon for many of these prospects, it's you call them up or you risk losing them to another organization. Yeah. I can tell you that there is a huge Rule 5 class this year, um, including Bladé, Burdick, Like I, I think Bladé is in there. I know Burdick is in there. And then next year, you're talking about guys like Yuri Paris is Rule 5 eligible at the end oh, of next boy. year. And a huge, all of, all of that 2018 international signing class is there. So it's, it comes down to quite, and there's many, many other guys that aren't your top, top tier prospects, but that are good. And that could definitely contribute. So yeah, it's, it's going to come down to now or never. So which one is it? And that's, that's what, that's, that's the question they're going to have to answer. You either make room for them or you don't. So see what happens. Absolutely. Well, I think we, I had a few other guys queued up, but I think we're out of time. So we'll, we'll wrap it up there. That has been a lot of fun. 
uh getting back into some of the prospects for sure some of the some of the topics listen I'd su- I'd summarize Alex right now as being confused, heavily confused of what the front office is doing with some of these with some of these guys, Lewin Diaz included. Um, there's some decisions to make, so we'll wait and see. But you know, it's always great having Alex on, giving his views on uh, on the miners. Of course, a lot of a lot of talent down there, and there's some hitters that are actually performing. I mean, all the years we've talked before, going, you know, no, none of these um, you know hitting prospects are doing anything. Bladé's doing stuff, Encarnacion's doing stuff. Uh, Conine's doing stuff like all the big names are, are doing it Khalil Watson's been lively too strikeouts up with Khalil I think though but um, you know for sure um, Alex I'll let you get out of here um, that is myself Peter Pratt Alex Carver out of here for Locked On Marlins on Monday 16th of May and we'll be back tomorrow and I'm going to dig into questions questions that are in my mind and it might even be a solo pod for the first time in weeks stay tuned for that one may even get Sean Barrett the UK go in the house for that wait to see uh, Alex thanks so much again and to the guys Enjoy tonight's game. Sandy Alcantara on the mound. Let's pile into these nationals and get this week rolling. Till then, speak to you tomorrow.